How do you feel great on vacation? Like really good? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. In this episode, we talk about what I've learned from tracking my weight. Get excited because this is Tiny Leaps. Big change. Big Welcome to another episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and in this episode, uh, we are looking at something that might be a little controversial, uh, might lead to a little bit of backlash, but I'm hoping will be uh, valuable and insightful for some of you out there who are focused on your nutrition, focused on your fitness, focused on your health, and uh, maybe have struggled with weight in the past or currently struggle with uh, issues around your weight. Hopefully, this episode can help enlighten you to some of the things that I've learned. Now, I do want to very quickly preface this episode by saying that everything I'm about to talk about is unique to my experience. This is unique to my experience, my body, my genetics, my uh, level of activity, my nutrition profile, all, all of the things that you could possibly think of. This is unique to me. I am in no way, no way, I want to repeat that a third time, I am in no way making any suggestions about what you should eat or what you should not eat or any of those things. If you want to learn more about your own nutrition, I did an episode with a woman by the name of Jen Trepic a while back, and I recommend listening to that one. I also recommend reading her article on the Tiny Leaps website at tinyleaps.fm. Uh, a lot of what I started to do to experiment with my own experience in my own body uh, was based on sort of what I learned from her. So I recommend listening to that interview. She is the expert. I recommend reading that article. Again, she is the expert. And then using that to build your own uh, um, diet and nutrition plan and fitness plan. Um, but what I want to share is sort of what I've learned from what I've been doing for the last few months. Now, before we jump into the episode, let's take a look at today's sponsor. So for the past month or so, I've been starting my days with a nice tall glass of hydrant water, and it leaves me feeling amazing. Hydrant is a packet of flavored electrolytes you can mix directly into your water to make hydrating your body easy and delicious. My current favorite flavor is blood orange, and here's what my routine looks like. I wake up, pour a glass of water, rip open a hydrant packet, mix it up, and then I sip my water while reading a book or right before my morning meditation. Each rapid hydration mix has the four essential electrolytes your body needs, sodium, potassium, magnesium, and zinc, which all help you hydrate quickly and stay hydrated all 
day. And Hydrant is backed by research. The formula was developed by Oxford scientists to provide perfectly balanced, efficient hydration. So if you want to improve your hydration, improve your focus, improve your concentration, and just live a better life overall, pick up Hydrant today. For 25% off your first order, head over to drinkhydrant.com and enter the promo code TINYLEAPS at checkout. That's drinkhydrant.com and enter the promo code Tiny Leaps for 25% off your first order. Okay, so before I start sharing sort of what I've learned from tracking my weight, I need to talk a little bit about why I started. See, historically, uh, when I was younger, so teenage through early 20s, I had a very fast metabolism and I could eat basically anything and never really put on uh, anything. Um, around 23, 24, that started to slow down and I didn't have a good relationship to food because I never had to. I never really had to think about what I put in my body. I never really had to think about what was healthy and what wasn't. I just sort of ate whatever I wanted and my body just did its thing. Um, after my metabolism started slowing down, I started noticing that I was gaining weight. And while that by itself is not a bad thing, it took me a very long time to to understand how to eat properly in order to uh, keep my weight at a place that I was comfortable with and that I was happy with uh, rather than not being in control of it. And ultimately, that's what it came down to for me was that feeling of control. Like I have no problem eating uh, candy and desserts and uh, eating unhealthy, quite frankly. Like I have no problem eating McDonald's. I have no problem eating KFC. I have no problem eating a lot of the things that uh, nutritionists and dietitians would not recommend. Um, I like those things. I enjoy eating them. The trick in my book is to be in control of it. It's to know that you are doing it and understand what it's doing to your body. You need to understand those things. Otherwise, you're just blindly putting stuff into your body and you have no idea what's actually going on. So for me, that was what was important. It was less about what the scale told me and more about did I feel like I had control over the situation. And when I started to feel like I couldn't control it, when I started to feel like I didn't know enough about what my body needed, when I started to feel like I didn't understand what was going on, I decided I needed to take action and I needed, just like I always recommend to you guys, I needed to bring all of this to the conscious layer. I needed to understand what was happening so that I could consciously make decisions about it. So I'm following the same advice that I always tell you, and that's sort of what is inspiring this episode. Now, a few uh, sort of facts about that. So this all started, I would say, uh, Thanksgiving of 2019. So roughly November 2019, I started to, like, I was inching closer and closer to weighing about 210 pounds. Now, for context, I'm 5'8", I'm 20, about to be 28 years old, and that is for me, not a place that I was comfortable being. That wasn't a number I was comfortable seeing on the scale. I passed 200 for the first time uh, around this time last year, actually, roughly March, April of, of last year. And again, that's totally fine. For me, I did not want that. That wasn't the body I wanted to create for myself. This is not a judgment on anyone else. This is not any kind of of uh, commentary on anyone else. It has nothing to do with anyone else but myself. Uh, and I want to keep repeating that because I know that this is a sensitive topic for a lot of people. Uh, and I, 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 
I do not want anyone to walk away from this episode taking the wrong message from it. So for me, I first passed 200 this time last year. By November of last year, I was trending towards 210. I think the top end that I hit was about 208, and uh, at least the top end that I saw. And so I decided, okay, I'm going to gain control over this. And for me, that means I need to understand what is happening. And so what that turned into was starting to weigh myself every single morning. And I would try to do it at the same time. I would try to do it under the same conditions. I had I, I went out and I bought a digital scale that told me my body fat percentage as well as my weight. Uh, because according to Jen Trepic, it's more important to track the body fat percentage rather than the weight because there's so many other factors in the actual pound number or kilos or whatever it is you measure yourself in. Um, so I, I decided I'm going to run this experiment. And this was something that worked for me because I'm a data-driven person, because the decisions I try to make are typically based on what does the reality say. And I, I try to be as good as possible about removing my emotions from that situation. Now, let me be perfectly clear. I don't recommend, I do not recommend for anyone out there listening that you should weigh yourself every day. I think that that is the beginning of an unhealthy relationship with your body. That is not the point of this episode. That is not the takeaway. The takeaway we'll get to in a second, but do not listen to this episode and think, okay, I just need to start weighing myself every day. The reason I did it was because I needed data. I needed to understand how my body weight and my body fat percentage fluctuated based on what I had to eat the previous day, the previous week, so on and so forth. I needed enough data to be able to see trends and to be able to understand what was going on. And so the second thing I did, in addition to starting to weigh myself daily, was start to log everything I was eating on a day-to-day -day basis inside of my fitness pal. And MyFitnessPal is a tool I've recommended on this show before. It allows you to log different meals and track things like calories as well as your macronutrients, so protein, uh, carbohydrates, and fat. It also allows you to track a bunch of other micronutrients. Um, I personally don't pay too much attention to that yet, but maybe one day I will. Um, but I did these two things purely as a way to start gathering data, to start understanding how my body reacts to certain things on a day-to-day -day basis. And that's where I want to sort of share the lessons learned from this day-to-day -day tracking, this day-to-day -day, uh, recording of everything that is going on with my body and how that is related back to food uh, so that hopefully something in there can either inspire you to start learning about your own body, hopefully in a much healthier way than I did, um, or can help you if you're in a similar situation to me. So the first big lesson that I learned, and I had sort of always known this, but it was important to actually see it in the numbers, is that my body does not respond well to carbs. It does not process carbs very well. Now, certain carbs are better than others. For example, fruit carbs don't seem to affect me as much as uh, simple carbs, so pasta, bread. And I think that that's pretty universal. I think most people uh, process complex carbs much easier than simple carbs. Um, what I found was that if my goal was to keep the number on the scale trending downwards, 
about 80 grams of carbs per day was my limit. Now, that's an artificial limit. I'm the one placing that. I can surpass that if I want to, and I've done that many times. I can do less than that if I want to, and I've done that many times. But I've found that at about the 80 grams of carbs per day number, that's where things uh, either start to stay stagnant as far as what the scale is telling me, or uh, start to go up, uh, as again, as far as what the scale is telling me. Now, something I realized through this process, uh, because at some point, I started to realize that my carb intake was sort of the the, the secret hack, let's say, um, for causing the number to go down versus the number to go up. And the more I had that under control, even if I ate more carbs or pigged out and had dessert or whatever it was, right? Even if I uh, uh, broke my quote-unquote rules around carbs, as long as I controlled that number the next day, I always felt like I was in control. I always felt like I knew what to do in order to get the results I'm looking for in the long term because ultimately that's the goal. It's not necessarily about, oh, did I lose weight yesterday or today? Like That's not my goal. Yes, I'm tracking daily and it's very easy to fall into that mindset. But the goal is how do we build a lifestyle? How do we build something that is sustainable long term? And so if I know that at about 80 grams of carbs every day, I can I can more or less control the direction the scale is going in for my body. Again, this is for me and my body and my situation um, may not be the same for you. But if I know that, then I also know that if I have a day where I'm at 150 or 225 or any other number, if I have a day where I completely cheat and I just eat whatever I want, or if I have a day where um, it's not easy for me to avoid it, and so I just sort of have to, let's say I'm at a conference or whatever it might be, if I have those days, I know exactly what I need to do the next day and the day after that and the day after that to balance out those scales in order to make this sustainable so that I can cheat as well as eat healthy and feel in control and be able to be in control. Now, one of the other things I notice is that it's very easy to slip into eating more carbs than you realize. Uh, I think, at least for me, and, and again, I, I was probably more ignorant on this than a lot of people listening to this show. But there are a lot of carbs in a lot of things that are a part of the standard American diet. Um, It is far more common. Like, of course, you've got the standard things like pasta and bread and so on and so forth, right? We all know to avoid that. Uh, But a lot of us are eating wraps uh, with, with like we're, we're instead of having a sandwich, we're having a turkey wrap or something like that. And the truth is, those wraps are just as bad for you as bread. It's basically just compressed carbs. Like it's it's not any healthier, really. Um, but somehow we convince ourselves that it is probably because bread is the big culprit and that's the thing that we all sort of naturally think about, but we don't think about all the other things that also contain secret carbs, um, it's it's a lot easier to slip up than I think a lot of us realize. And this is a big part of why tracking and, and keeping track of things actually matters. Because 
It allows us to see the reality of it. There are plenty of days where I would have ended my day thinking I had a a specific carb number, and in actuality, I had three times that simply because I wasn't thinking about certain things. Now, ultimately, again, in the short term, I don't actually care because at the end of the day, it's the long-term effects that matter. And as long as I have the knowledge and I'm trying to control it as much as I can, then that's ultimately what I care about. That's what builds a lifestyle out of this. But I think it is interesting how easy it is to to slip and fall on those landmines that we don't often think about. So that's a big takeaway I want you to recognize is that reading your labels and fully understanding what is going into your body is massively important regardless of what your personal macro profile needs to look like, regardless of what your weight says right now. Understanding your labels is important. You can have McDonald's, you can have KFC, But understand what it is and what is going into your body, at least from a nutrient point of view. Another thing I learned is that when I have a high-protein day, so a day roughly above 100 to 120 grams of protein, potentially even higher, I end up feeling energized and sort of amazing all day. And I think this is, again, probably kind of true for most people, but it's not something I'd ever put sort of the language on, right? I'd never acknowledged it in a way that allowed me to act on it. Now I know that consuming more protein will typically lead to me having a pretty productive day because I end up feeling more focused. I end up being able to utilize my energy a little bit better and I end up being able to get more done. So from a productivity point of view, uh, this experiment has allowed me to change my diet and my eating in a way that benefits uh, my work life as well. Um, and something that I've been sort of saying to myself, and I I, I don't know if this is uh, true for everyone. I, I don't think it is. It might not be. I would love to actually, if there's a nutritionist, some, a dietitian, somebody with more experience in this than I am listening to this, I would love to connect with you and bring you on the show and sort of talk more about this. Something I noticed for myself is, uh, well, two things. One is that uh, there it seems to be sort of a losing pattern, right, where momentum almost plays a little bit of a role. And, and maybe I'm using the wrong verbiage here, but what I've noticed is that when I am losing, when I'm going down, the scale is, is ticking down both on weight and body fat percentage. Uh, if I have a day, the day afterwards, where I, let's say I cheat, right, I, I have... Uh, massive plate of French toast for breakfast and I go through the rest of the day and I, I, I'm i just sort of not tracking, right? I'm not paying attention to it. Um, I've noticed that because I'm in a losing pattern, while the momentum will be slowed, I will still typically lose, right? So instead of losing 0.5 pounds, I might lose 0.3 pounds. So the momentum is slower, but because the momentum is there, my body is in a losing pattern. And that that isn't super actionable, but it is interesting because it allows us to recognize that when we screw up on our, uh, uh, I don't want to use the term diet because I think that that's a bad way to go about it, but when we screw up with our eating, 
with the things that we say we want to do, we can forgive ourselves because often our bodies can correct for those things. Often our bodies can handle that thing happening every now and then. It's not as big of a deal as I think many of us feel. I think a lot of us, when we set sort of the rules of how we want to eat and we screw that up, we start beating ourselves up and then making ourselves feel bad. And ultimately, it's fine. Again, because in the long term, that's ultimately what matters, uh, the long term, but also because I think in the short term, our bodies can sort of course correct as long as the other 80% of things that we're eating, the other 90% of things that we're eating are sort of uh, within the, the guidelines that we've set for ourselves. And then the second thing that I've noticed is that you can almost have anything you want as long as you can quote unquote afford it. Now, I've been thinking about my macros in that way. So my uh, fat, my carbs, and my protein. And if I have set numbers that I want to hit every day, let's say 80 grams of carbs, right? I've used that number already. So let's stick with that. So 80 grams of carbs is what I want to bring in every single day, roughly. Um, If I'm at 60 for the day, and I want to have candy, I can do the math on that. I can see what a serving is of that that candy. Let's say it's Sour Patch Kids. I can see what a serving is. I can do the math and figure out, okay, can I afford this, right? Like if I eat a serving of this, will it add up past 80 grams of carbs? And if it does, do I want to cut that serving in half? Do I do a three-quarter servings? Like I can do the math to figure out, can I afford to have this? And again, the last two two things, like all of this really, it's it's for me and my body. I don't know how any of this is going to happen for your body. You need to get that data for yourself. You need to understand what your body looks like. And I encourage you to work with a nutritionist or a dietitian or somebody like that to figure that stuff out. I'm just sort of sharing what I've learned and what it's help, sort of helping me realize about my body and about my weight and about how I eat on a day-to-day basis. And if there's anyone out there who is far, far more knowledgeable about this stuff than I am, I would love to connect with you and sort of learn a little bit more. And also, quite frankly, if I'm wrong on any of this, I want you to call me out. Tell me I'm wrong. Like I, I, The last thing I want is to spread false information or to spread something that's going to cause danger to somebody else. So... Uh, The best I can do is tell you, hey, all of this is what has worked for me and what I've learned. Figure out the stuff for yourself. But I would also love to bring somebody on that um, can help add a little bit more context to this as well. So reach out to me uh, if you are that person. My email is greg at tiny, T-I-N-Y dot A-M. I'd love to hear from you. So wrapping up here. Um, this so far has been a really interesting experiment. I'm still sort of in it uh, as of this morning. So I am down about 10 pounds. So uh, if, if I started this roughly around 208, I'm fluctuating somewhere between 196 and 198 right now. So let's just call it 10 pounds. Um, and that's just largely from changing my eating. Uh, my I did sort of increase my physical activity for a little while, but then the pandemic happened. And so uh, I haven't really kept up with that as much as I should. But that has just been changing my diet, changing my eating, and uh, understanding what it is my body actually needs. So here's what I encourage you to do. I do not, I do not encourage you to weigh yourself daily, but I do encourage you to start tracking information about your body. I do encourage you to start recording how you feel after you eat certain things. I do encourage you uh, to 
start weighing yourself more regularly, maybe once a month, maybe once every three months. I don't know what the guideline is, but find something that is healthy for you. Find something that is comfortable for you. I do encourage you not to start freaking out and worrying about every single thing you put into your body because in the end, the long-term game is what ultimately matters. I do encourage you to forgive yourself when you quote-unquote screw up because I found that at least for my body and I think for a lot of other people's bodies, uh, there is sort of a little bit of self-correction built into it. And I think that we can actually afford a little bit more screw-ups than we maybe uh, mentally and emotionally allow ourselves. Now, with all of that said, I'm going to continue this experiment, at least for a little bit longer. I want to see what I can learn now that I'm sort of in the or past the beginner stages of this. And I will be doing a follow-up episode in a, uh, don't know when, but at some point I will do a follow-up episode on this. Uh, so, Keep an eye out for that, and I would love to hear your thoughts. So if you haven't already, join us over on YouTube at youtube.com slash Greg Clunas. And with all of that said, thank you so much for being here. I've been Greg Clunas, and remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day. Every day.